Welcome to the Worship Leader Probs podcast with your hosts, Jeremy and Mr. Probs. Look, worship leading can be one of the most rewarding areas of church ministry. But it can also feel like... I'm a worship leader. And I'm a production guy. And these are our problems. Welcome to episode 58 of the Worship Leader Probs podcast, where we aim to entertain, encourage, and equip worship and tech leaders all over the world, sponsored by Planning Center Online. What's up, Big Tasty? <laughs> Changing it up a little bit. I like it. That that was called the Gingy Remix. Nice. There's a little bounce to it, too. Did you like that? I was, was, I was bouncing a little bit. It was a bop. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> Dude. Do you know that we are like literally less than a week away from Star Wars Episode Nine? <laughs> Do you know I probably haven't seen one since it's been a while. I, I'm I'm a couple movies behind. I need to Dang, catch dude. up. So last night we had uh, two of our friends um, come up from Stewart and hang out at the house with Lori and I, and so we started out playing Settlers of Catan. Which I had never played before, but it was so much fun. Like, it was so funny. This morning, my, my wife wakes up and she's like, man, getting that port and being able to trade two, two brick for whatever resource I want. And I'm just like, what is happening right now? <laughs> but well, when we got done playing that, we busted into Star Wars Trivial Pursuit. Oh. Yeah. Wow. We played Boys versus Girls and the girls almost won. <laughs> wow. That's like a, that's a, that paints a pretty specific picture. And there were cats Star and Wars. snacks. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, it, can you believe Christmas? What are we, 10 days? Not even. I don't, oh, gosh. Don't, don't tell me that. Today, what is today? Today's the 14th. We're 10 oh, days away gosh. from Christmas Eve, you guys. Shoot. Can you believe it? Yeah, dude. I mean, I, I got to be honest, though. I'm like super excited. So we're doing, we're, we're doing the, uh, CMA version of the Furkane Country Little Drummer Boy. Nice. So, like, literally, we're getting a marching snare. I'm making it wireless. We got a concert bass drum coming. We're gonna have a couple of drums out on stage for different people to be hitting on. And like, I've already started programming the lighting. And like, oh, dude, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. It's such a killer arrangement, too, man. Those oh, dudes, yeah. those dudes are fire. I mean, here's the deal, dude. When you wake up in the morning and ABC News is sharing the video of for king and country's performance i mean that is that's cool as junk man it is cool i just saw him in the nba arena here in indianapolis and so it's like it still blows my mind that you can get now the people the christian artists that are playing those kinds of arenas are worship related Uh, yeah that's what's super cool that is so cool i never thought i would live to see that that's it's awesome well, Big Tasty, before we get too far into episode 58 of our podcast, do you want to tell the listeners a little bit about Debased Company in the World, Planning Center Online? I do, man. And that we love Planning Center. You know that. And so um, lots of you probably use the services app, but you know they have many other apps that will help with all of your church management stuff. And so here's the deal. They don't lock you into any contracts. You can adjust or cancel your plan anytime with no fines. Um, and any plan would start with a three a 30-day free trial. Uh, they won't even ask for payment information until after those 30 days. Uh, Planning Center is designed to scale to the needs of your church. Uh, use the applications you need at the level you need, so any size church. Um, and absolutely anyone can reach out to Planning Center support, regardless of whether or not you're a customer yet or what your role at the church is. 
Um, they'll get back to you with in-depth answer, answers within an hour. Don't, if One you hour. Don't, if you don't believe it, try them. Planning.center slash support. And that's why they're shoot. the best. Yeah, it, shoot, most of y'all worshiping tech guys out there, you can't even answer an email in 24 hours. <laughs> and Planning you, Center says one hour or less. Do you or your have, pizza's free. What? Do you have a like a mandate on your church staff? You have to reply no. within. Gotcha. We have a 20, we have a 24 hour. Yeah. Yeah. Now I would say well, there's not uh, nobody checks that, but that yeah. we we are uh, strongly encouraged to reply within 24 hours. Yeah, but don't you have a what is it? 48, 64 hour planning center rule or we do it's three, three days, days and you're out three days. And I decline for you. <laughs> I love that so much. So true <laughs> or false. We're taking a mancation and going out to go visit the people at planning center online. We are. Yeah. They, yeah. They, so uh, I think many of the, um, there's a headquarters in Southern California and then they have some people who work remotely from around the country um, shout out to Nicole, our uh, contact, who is in woo, woo, Mon- woo. Montana. Um, and so, yeah, we got invited. I'm cold just thinking about that. She's been skiing and she got new boots that you plug into the wall and it heats them up. What? How about that, right? What kind of witchcraft are we living right, in? Now? Right, right. So we got invited to go to Planning Center headquarters for remote week uh, in the first week of February. So tasty and gingy, road tripping. Taking California. <laughs> Dude, if you, I've never been, I've never been further than like Phoenix. So, like, if y'all have any good recommendations of restaurants or things to do, you know, we're gonna spend, we're not gonna spend a little time driving around, hanging out. There you go, dreaming. There you go. Maybe have a Google Hang, which doesn't exist anymore. There, the, the hangs are gone, my man. <laughs> Maybe we can get you a Starbies while we're out there. Ooh, yeah. There you go. Dude, I had I, this, this is such a random opening to this podcast, but I had for the first time, I had chai tea. It is Christmas in a cup. Really? Oh, dude, it's good. You know what? I've been to Starbucks a couple of times, and I usually yeah. get the apple cider, like or caramel oh. apple cider or something like that. It's pretty tasty. You can see why them dudes are just printing money. Oh, yeah. Just printing it out. <laughs> well, dude, so you guys are, are you, your vintage Christmas, is that three weeks of like special weekends? Was it just one weekend? Like, what does that look like for y'all? It's three weekends plus Christmas Eve. So this will be the second weekend of it. Okay. And then the 22nd and 23rd, wait, 21st, 22nd, right? That's the last weekend. Yep. Yeah. So 20, 21st, 22nd, that will be week three. And then Christmas Eve will kind of be week four, even though. So we start our Christmas Eve services on Sunday night, the 22nd. So we got 22nd, oh, 23rd, wow. and then two on the 24th. So yeah, That's it's, awesome. uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's cool. It's, um, I love, okay, so I've been doing this a long time. And so most of the songs that my, my pastor suggests, because he's also been doing it a long time, although he's super cool. Most of the songs he suggests to me are of the older nature. Yeah. And he's always shocked that I know them. <laughs> yeah. So well, back in the day, there was this dude named Lanny Wolf. Okay. Okay. And I, I can't think of a Lanny Wolf song off the top of my head, but like back when I was growing up, he was one of the guys who was really writing a lot of songs that we did at our church, along with 
you know, Bill Gaither and all these people who were kind of like pioneers. Um, as you often say, we, we are standing on their shoulders today. That's right. So, um, my, uh, my pastor will walk into my office and say, Hey man, do you know this? And it'll be some old like Lanny Wolf song. And I'll turn to the keyboard and just start playing with him. And he's like, I cannot believe you know that song. And I was like, Hey man, we, we, even though we're not the same age, we kind of grew up singing a lot of the same stuff. So yeah, it's cool. That's cool. Well, I wanted to share a couple of new songs that I have recently come upon and we're doing them in our next couple of weeks at our church. Cause it's tough finding Christmas content. Oh, yes, it is. You know what I mean? Like we we sat down and like, you know, we we got a certain I hate to use the word brand, but we have a certain thing that we do, and we're trying to stay within that. Mm-hmm. And so we're like throwing songs out. We're like, no, no. And then, so we landed. We 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 landed upon North Point does a song called Glory Born, mm. fantastic. And then there's a song called Hark from Life Church mm. that was really good. And we're doing one in services this week called Joy from life church. And it's, I mean, they're hark and joy. They're your, your, your Christmas fair, but like with a more kind of fun, like almost, almost young and free kind of feel to them, but it still like keeps the heart because that's the thing, like similar to the hymns. I think when you're doing your Christmas songs, like you get too far off the beaten path and people get super upset. So like, if you can find, if you can find some Christmas songs that kind of like keep the, 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 the bones with it, but kind of give it just a new flavor work really well. And so those were three that we have landed on that we're like really digging going into. And then one of my other favorites too, and we're not doing it this year, but I, I, I dig is, have you ever done the um, Meredith Andrews version of come thou long expected Jesus? Yes. Love it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, when it gets to that so last good. verse so good. and that high male harmony comes in, it almost becomes a duet. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So good. Yeah. Um, and man, those North point Christmas albums, I have d- done so many songs off of both of them or maybe there's more than two now those are so good and you're you're right you know they don't stray too far uh from the path you know people don't yeah. re- revolt uh quite as much and that's that's our deal like we will do those kind of reinvented christmas songs up until christmas eve and then for christmas eve we straight totally straight yeah. and you know there's yeah our, we ours being is not in great totally straight joy. at all Great job. <laughs> yeah. And we're not doing so. This is they they had been in a room that held like 260 or so up until I came to the church. And then we moved into a room that holds a thousand. And so they're like not sure what to do. And so they're not doing candle lighting this year, which oh, I'm a little sad for. But they got these really cool light up LED lights that you like put on your finger, almost like ET phone home. Nice. And so they're doing like LED lights up in the air. And like I don't know. Like Safety. it's not hey, it's not my candle lighting, no. but you know, like I think it'll still be a really cool moment. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it it is that it's that that service where we we hand a candle to a little kid with all the trust in the world and hope that nothing goes wrong. And yeah, you know, it's it's like and as the senior <laughs> pastor or the lead pastor, whoever's leading that moment, like how in the world do you not lose the sanctity of the moment, the sacred special, because you always got, Hey, look, if you don't think your kid's going to light that woman's hair on fire in front of you, because we know on Christmas Eve, you know, hairspray sales go up because right. people are going out and being dressed, you know, <laughs> Higher the and hair, so you don't want to light them up like Michael Jackson, you know? So <laughs> have for I you young people, my, you can look that up. <laughs> have I told my Christmas Eve candlelight story on here? You have. I told it in the early episode. Yeah, oh, I yeah, think so. Man. Go back and listen. Yeah. 
That's the one where the lady went into labor, right? She did. She was laughing so hard. So hard she, she went, went into, labor. into labor. Yeah. yeah. So we're not going to tell you about it. We're just going to tease it and make you go back to episode one of the Worship Leader Pops podcast. Oh, no. All right, my man. Well, let's get into our favorite portion of the podcast that we like to call Prayer Concerns. Every week on the Worship Leader Props podcast, we like to read the prayer concerns that you, the Worship Leader Props Nation, that you email into us or go to our website and send into us. And so what prayer concerns is for us here on the Worship Leader Props podcast is uh, we like to take all of the comments that you get on your prayer cards that you put out because here's the deal like we're just putting them out because we really care we want to pray for the people and we want to be like these spiritual leaders for them but unfortunately people see how can we pray for you and they're right well well there's needs more toilet paper in the bathroom or the lights are out or they just want to tell you everything that you're doing wrong and so uh, we like to read these here because we feel like it makes the world feel just a little bit smaller as you see that maybe you're not the only one dealing with some of those people out there so big tasty what do we got this week Jump right in. Number one, prayer concern number one. We built triangle LEDs for a stage background and a lady told me she was leaving the church because evidently the triangles meant we were part of the Illuminati. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. Dude, we, we did a stage design at my last church where um, all we did was take like um, two by fours, not two, they're like one by twos. And we just like... Um, we made like two vertical uh, supports and then we just horizontally put the, the, the one by twos down and we painted it white and we just uplit them. Right. So I come in like it was, it looked really cool with the LEDs and stuff like that. I walk in and a lady has her sunglasses on because she said that the lights were messing with her. Come on, fam. You're in Florida. Yeah. You're used to the bright yeah. lights, right? Yeah, exactly. Come exactly. On okay. Prayer. Well, Jesus is a bright light. Jesus is a bright light, the light of the world. Prayer concern number two. They got this comment. You're a cute little squirrel, aren't you? (laughs) (laughs) I want to be called a cute little squirrel. I do too. I haven't been. I feel like that would be just such a, uh, such a high compliment. Right. That's kind of endearing. I know. Kind of playful. You know, Brian, you're just a cute little squirrel. <laughs> Lord. Okay. Number three, during one of my church's special Friday night fire services, our prayer intercessors formed a tunnel and asked everyone to walk through as they prayed and or prophesied over you. Oh, wow. The musicians were last. So I got off the drums and went through the line. Toward the end of the line, there was a lady who wanted to pray super close to my face, but her oh. breath was really bad. Afterwards, oh. I mentioned it to one of our singers who agreed with me. They said, you could definitely say her words were anointed, but I'm not <laughs> sure about her breath. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh. Have you ever had like a close talker that wanted to come oh, talk to you all the time? Yes. Oh, oh yes. I hate that. Goodness gracious. And like you take a step and they just come with you. It's like they're like a little moon orbiting your little planet. Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah. Back yeah. Up. Back it up. Yeah. Beep, beep. <laughs> You're invading my airspace right now. <laughs> okay, number four. Had an older gentleman gentleman who carried around a decibel meter, which he bought himself every Sunday, and enjoyed waving it at the sound booth anytime it reached the arbitrary number of decibels that he deemed, quote, too loud. Oh my gosh. I would I I don't even know what I'd do with that. I just grab it. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> You're not checked out on that equipment. 
Nope. Until chief. you can explain to me the difference between A waiting and C waiting. Don't. Right. Nope. Give it to me. Put it down, chief. That's right. Goodness, man. Okay, here's the last one. The bottom of the pudding cup. After preaching for our main service, a man approached me. Great sermon, pastor. But man, you've gained weight, haven't you? If I if I didn't just get done preaching on loving others, I would have decked him. Oh my gosh, dude. Come on. <laughs> Don't do that. That's, First of all, mm. let me just say, there is really no social situation where it is appropriate to comment on someone's weight. No, not at all. Unless you're saying, hey man, it looks like you've lost some weight. Are you what are you doing? You know, that that could be an appropriate way, but don't ever say I I, I might actually disagree weight. with that. Because I've had a couple people lately say that to me and I'm like, actually I've gained 10 pounds. <laughs> so you gotta like, you know, unless I guess it, it could be I just be go, oh well, thanks, man. Yeah, but. it's like the whole gained weight thing. I remember being at a funeral in my hometown. And I, you know, I was in my 30s. And this guy probably okay. had, you know, this guy walks up to me and goes, man, you put on some weight. And I was like, well, I was probably 14 the last time you saw me. So absolutely, I have put on some weight. Yeah. 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 14 to 30. Yeah. When I went to college, I had, I had gained some weight and a pastor came and he saw me and he goes, he just, he gives me a hug and he whispers to me, nobody likes a fat pastor. Oh my gosh. Come on. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Lord, so I just, I would me. just, I would highly suggest just stay away from the weight stuff. Just There's many other things it. like, yeah. Hey, wow. Your eyes are extra sparkly today. Yeah, exactly. Nice beard. Aren't you a cute little squirrel? <laughs> Aren't you a cute little squirrel? If it pops into your head to mention weight, go to the squirrel line, go to the squirrel. All right, guys. Well, Hey, thank you so much for sending your prayer concerns into the worship leader problems podcast. All you got to do, if you'd like us to read your prayer concern is go to www.worshipleaderprobs.com. Click on the prayer concerns tab and just fill out the form. We don't ask for your name, your church's name. It'll be completely anonymous. And while you're there, click on the online store and buy a shirt because daddy wants a new car. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Well, guys, uh, we had a great uh, conversation with Rhett Walker last week in his first part of the episode. And so uh, we're excited for you to hear the conclusion of our conversation with Mr. Rhett Walker. Dude, if you if you could go back and like pick one song of all time to say that you wish you wrote, which song would it be? Golly. Um, I would go with, uh, was it? Keith Green in the light. Was that what it was called? In the light. Oh man. I think so. Let me uh Keith Green. Oof. I I'll tell you why. Didn't I, he I, sing Proud to be an American? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> that make it even asleep in the light. Asleep in the light. And, and I'll tell you, I'm not one of those like I'm not trying to reach for something like super cool and off the wall. But this song, I heard it for the first time and it says, how, uh, it's talking to the church, and it says, how can you be so numb not to care if they come? You close your eyes and pretend the job is done. And then it says, oh, bless me, Lord, bless me, Lord. You know it's all I ever hear. No one aches, no one hurts, no one even sheds one tear. But he cries, he weeps, he bleeds, and he cares for your needs, and you just lay back and keep soaking it in. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. let me get to this part. I'm on. Uh, I'm on the old... I'm acting like I'm looking up lyrics, but I'm just checking Facebook. <laughs> um, it says, oh, can't you see such sin? 
because he brings people to your door and you turn them away and you smile and say, God bless you. Be at peace and all heaven just weep because Jesus came to your door and you left him out on the streets. Oh my gosh. And I, dude, yeah, I'll never forget hearing that. And I was just like, oh my gosh, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm guilty of that. You know, mm-hmm. I'm so guilty of mm-hmm. that. And, and that's, that's the one of the things like I always, you know, on what we practice on Wednesdays. And I just try to remind our, our team and, and my sister, Courtney, she does a, a killer job at this, but I call them shadow people. You know, they're the people that were, they were drugged to church. They don't want to be there or it's their last mm-hmm. resort. And they just kind of, these people hang in the shadows, you know, yeah. they don't want to be seen. They want to get in and then they want to get out and give it, you know, the old college try, I guess. But those, those are my people because oh, yeah. I was, I was a shadow person, but my dad was the pastor, you know, right. and, and we right. run around and we, we act like, like we got it all in control. And I would just give anything if, if people would, would quit trying to put on this facade and let's just be, let's just be us, man. I'm a, I'm a messed up person and, and Jesus loves me and my, my wife loves me and my kids love me. And, and for, for all the people that I meet on the road, I hear that a lot and we're all screwed up people and we try to act like we're not, you know, and that's, that's what, you know, makes me angry, (laughs) but asleep in the light, you know, the good news, but you stay asleep in the light. It's crazy. Nice. Interesting. Jared, what about you? What song do you wish you've written? Um, Seasons. By Hillsong. Ooh. Like it, it goes through this imagery of like a seed turning into a sequoia, like about Jesus. And that sequoia is like the tree that Calvary was made out of. Like, oh my. I just don't know how you can write like that. Like it is. Oh. Um, yeah. It's insanity. Oh. What about you? It's big tasty. Christmas shoes. <laughs> kidding. Kidding. It's not the Christmas shoes. <laughs> It's not the I love the imagery. It's kind of like seasons, you know. Basically, seasons and Christmas shoes have the same 100%. imagery to me. You know, little kid. Oh man, got change. I don't know what it would be. You know, a, a song that I'm going to date myself here. A song that has always rocked me. Uh, so when I came up through college, my guy was Steve Green. Okay, like standing on the stage, just ripping these big anthems apart. And the song, God and God Alone, um, you know, the second verse, God and God alone will be the joy of our eternal home. Um, He will be our one desire. Our hearts will never tire of God and God alone. Dang. That might be mine. Mic drop. That's, If I had to pick a new song, I think it would be Yes, I Will. Oh, that's Ooh. a great song. That's a great song. You just yeah. led that recently. Yeah. So we're uh, we're doing it this weekend too. <clears throat> Man, that those verses and and the fact that they then repeat for the second verse, they're just so pointed and and clear to me. I love that song. It's a great song. I have Brian made a meme <laughs> of the guy that sings that. Judd. Judd and a, of Jed. him next to Thor. And it's like <laughs> Is it Thor? Is it true they've never been seen in the same room together before? <laughs> and the legend is that Vertical was at their at Harvest and they were getting ready to go out and lead and somebody saw it and they were they were all cracking up when they walked out because they saw it. So. <laughs> all right, so Rhett. Yeah. Um man, I'm sure you've heard this question a million times if you've listened to our podcast. Like, man, let's say we could get everybody in one room, 
all my tech guys and production guys, get all my worship leaders, volunteers, anybody that's part of the creative arts <laughs> ministry of a church. And uh, man, we, we brought you up before him and handed you a microphone. What, what would you want to share with them? Uh, first is, is the thing that I share everywhere I go. If I'm leading worship with a team, um, you're seen in the, in the back. If you're in the production booth, you're seen by people. If you're on a stage, you're seen by people. So smile, be happy because these people are coming. Some of them are going to come in for the first time and they're going to hear people singing and people running the sound, sound booth and production, all this stuff about joy and happiness. And if you look pissed off and mad and stuck up, you're making the Jesus we're singing about just as pissed off, mad and stuck up as you are. And so if we're, if we're made in his image and people are looking at you, don't, don't turn Jesus into this bad frustrated that he's at church guy. Mm, 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 mm. Dude, we've been pushing that really hard with our volunteers. Like we've got, we've got a lot of younger guys that help like run cameras and stuff like that. And like, you'll look over and they're like, literally like leaned all the way back with one hand on the camera and just look like there's about a million other places they'd rather be, you know? And like, man, people are watching that. Yeah, yeah, same thing with, with like the band and stuff like that. Like, so when I lead the production meeting, I, I get every, we get everybody that's serving. I don't care if you're worship team production. We all go in, I go through the planning center map. I share a devotional thought and I end at same thing every time. Go out and shake some hands yep. because there might be a new person here that all of a sudden sees a guitar player up on stage. is like, that's the guy who was so nice to me. Mm-hmm. You have no mm-hmm. clue the impact that you can make because of this, this, this maybe upfront leadership that the Lord has placed upon you. And like, yeah. don't take that for granted. Yeah. I mean, dude, I've, we've said the same thing over and over and I've, I've watched it just like you said, I've watched people then as the service starts, see that person they were just talking to. And you can see their eyes light up like, oh my, dude, these, that was the pack. That was the worship leader. That was the guitar player. That was, you know, the bass player. They don't use a count, but that was the bass player. <laughs> I mean, it's four strings. It's the easiest of all instruments. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think the second thing that, that I always tell is, is these, these two things. The second thing is, and for some reason, this is the hardest thing. And with volunteers, if you're a church that that don't pay your your volunteers in the production and band world, it, it's hard to ask a lot. But you you signed up for this, you know. You you said you could do it, and so the the second thing I always tell people is, practice is different than rehearsal. Like, mm. don't you come to rehearsal to practice? Wow. Like, mm. you let's go. You should stay in at your house at some point throughout the week and just really hone in. On, on learning the songs and playing the chords for a guitar player, that's not practicing. Like you can't just play the chords. Like you've got to learn the parts, try to match the tones, do all these things. And I think that goes for the pro presenter, you know, people and, and the camera people. Right. Like um, one of the coolest things about my church in Tennessee when we were doing cameras, the, the best people were always the, the most eager to learn and humble. And mm-hmm. the ones that would spend so much time Googling, like, all the stuff. And then they would come to church and be like, Hey, you know, if we do this and it's stuff I wouldn't even know about. So, you know, smile because you're singing about, about joy and love of Jesus. And then practice is different than rehearsal. We're, we're rehearsing for Sunday, not practicing. Boom. That's right. Oh, absolutely. That's you know, it's interesting. And, and here's the thing, like 
it don't matter the size of your church. Like you can ask more of your volunteers than what you think you can. Oh yeah. So the church I serve in now, like they, they have grown, uh, by probably a thousand people in the last five years. That's but awesome. when this, when this was a church of two fifty, the worship leader came in and he goes, Hey, I want to push you guys. He doesn't hand out core charts. He taught everybody how to do the Nashville number system. Um, all you get from him is you'll get like the multi-tracks with your part raised up a little bit. And so it took time for people to yeah. kind of get into that. But now, dude, you show up, we go to a rehearsal, not a music stand. Everybody knows their parts. People wow. are in it to win it. And like, you know what I'm saying? Like you can push them further than what you think you can. Um, and I think sometimes they, they, when you begin to hold them to like a higher level of excellence, they begin to step up and they're like, oh my gosh, I never knew I could do this. You know what I mean? Like you watch these videos on YouTube of, you know, you know, whatever big church out there, you name it. Oh, the, I wish I could play without music stands. You can. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you can even encourage you. Oh, I get it. They have jobs and all that. But like, I'm, at, I'm sitting in a church now where I watched where they pushed the, the volunteers and now they can all do it. And it's just, a, they, it's such a pleasurable experience with everybody coming in and uh, they know their parts. And, and I mean that, I think that excellence, like the Lord requires that of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's not a healthy way to live to, to think it's any other way. I mean, absolutely. And you know, it, for me, it's, it's not every day I want to wake up and read my Bible. Like I, I wake, I don't want to just like read my Bible sometimes as, as bad as that might make me sound, but I push myself to go, no, I know, I know I'm a better person when I do this. It's the same at your job. Whenever you push, I know I'm a better person. I can get a raise when you're a volunteer. I know I'm a better guitar player than this. So I'm going to practice and I'm going to push myself. You know, and speaking of volunteers, just to brag on my sister again, that we're in in a very um, little area in South Carolina, but I think it's 90%. She's over volunteers also. I mean, the the girl has her hands on everything. And she's got right at, I think, 90% of our church volunteering. Wow. Oh, Which is, awesome. is I mean, it's crazy. And when at first, you know, it was it was struggle bus to get people to volunteer. People they wanted to consume, and mm-hmm. whenever they started to see the joy that people had from from serving, do more people just start coming. We've gotten so many more uh, singers, so many more. You know, we're praying for more players right now. Which you know, all the audience listening to this can can join in prayer for us just for more players. <laughs> Yeah. Um, not because we need to replace anybody. We just need more people. <laughs> um, but it, but it's cool to see to see how you know when someone does push themselves, like you said, and they they see these people get better at whatever it is. More people want to step up because they're like, man, I've always wanted to do this, but I've held myself back. But if they can do it, and I've seen where they came from, I can do it. Absolutely, absolutely, man, absolutely. Um, so, okay, Rhett, what's next for you? So you got Believer, you're going to, that's like riding lightning, man. You're going to ride that for a while. And then you've got Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas that just came out. Yep. Let's go. What's, what's, what's on the horizon for next year? Yeah, so we, uh, we're going to ride out Believer, you know, on into next year. It just hit top 10 this week. Uh, Dude, congratulations. Is, congratulations. Yeah, it's my, my highest charting song of my career. Oh, that's awesome, which is, dude. incredible. Yeah, it's 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 really 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 cool, man. To to like I told you my story earlier, just to see what God is doing with this thing, and and then have yourself a merry little Christmas. I wrote that before I was born, uh, so glad to be able to finally put that song out. And uh, 
it's it's really catchy. Old Judy Garland tried to take it from me for a while. Um, but yeah, then, you know, we're, we're doing a believer tour, um, in the spring. So we'll be hitting the road and, and then putting out a new single around late spring, summer and a new record. So we're, we are excited right now and it's, you know, I'm just trying to keep up, man. Yeah. I bet. So like right now, like I always think it's interesting because there's a lot of churches out there writing their own songs and all that kind of stuff. And as they're like making it, so like. Is the next album written yet, or is that like that's coming? And like, how does like writing work for you? Is it like doing a boot camp and we're gonna write this thing, or is it like, oh, we're just gonna see what we get each day? Or yeah, I uh, I usually write just all the time. Um, if I get out of the habit of it, it's it's hard to get back into it. And so yeah. I, I write on the road. I write at home when you know, even when everything's done. And we have a complete full recorded mastered record waiting to come out but i'm already starting on the next record right now um so for each each record i've written about 50 songs and you know 10 to 13 yeah and they're not all believer i can promise you i can promise you that (laughs) there are some that if you heard you'd be like we're not bringing that guy on the podcast because he is terrible that is a horrible song um, but it, when it comes to, you know, writing with other people, I have, I have my few select writers that I write with in Nashville. Um, I don't really write with a bunch of different people cause I found not everybody knows what I'm trying to, to accomplish yeah. musically. And so mm-hmm. there's a lot of times you're, you're writing and you're just kind of pulling and trying to rein it in. And so I've, I found my, my guys and, and we just write and I'll fly up to Nashville and do two or three days and then fly home. That's cool, dude. Fantastic. Did you did you do the experience conference a couple of years ago? I did. <laughs> it was uh, okay. I thought so. It was when it was when the first hurricane happened. Yeah. It's so, not, I, I I I was actually the guy mixing that. Really? Yes. That's, I was like, because I, I, I was telling them, I was like, I think that, I think I mixed. It was like my first time mix. I don't want to say real artists, like, but you know, like people <laughs> people that other people would know who they are. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I've ever been so scared in my entire life where that, cause I, and obviously it was just an acoustic thing with yeah. like, it was you and Matt Marr, Mark and Hall. Ryan Stevenson and Mark Hall. Yeah. That was fun. Well, awesome. we, so it, on my side of the, the thing, it, CMB goes on at the exact same time experience going on. Yeah. And so we fly down. I'm supposed to do this thing with Crowder and I'm I'm debuting a new song. And it's like, dude, the perfect setup. Like, me and Crowder, first time anybody's going to hear this new song. And then we get down there, and Crowder was like, I'm not going down there because there's a daggum hurricane coming. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, so I was there by myself, and, and so they were like, hey, well, this conference is going on. Do you want to go over there and share some songs? And so I got to go over there and be a part. Dude, that was that was awesome. And you know what's crazy? The Christian music industry people bounced, but like all the worship leader people, they were like, hey, yeah. we're in it to win it, baby. Like, we're already <laughs> Oh, <down>. yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's cr- like this year for experience, you know, like this was a this was a huge year. We had all kinds of big acts this year. I mean, we had Hillsong, Thrive. That's it's awesome. It's going to be crazy. Then Dorian comes, and, and they say the airport's going to be shut down. And so, <laughs> but Meredith Andrews, dude, called up Al Denson and was like, Al, I think I'm still supposed to come. Even if that hurricane comes, if you're going to do something, I'm coming. And she, she went and talked with Jacob and was like, 
and they prayed and she was like i'm, I'm coming and, and she came no matter what and still saying it was just like yeah, it was those cool. them worship leaders man they got the faith Let's go. that's right that's right <laughs> she's salt of the earth anyways Oh my gosh. I, I didn't come this year because I was scared because last time here, here's the reason I didn't come <laughs> because I was really, really scared because last time I finally got out of Orlando, I brought a bag because I was on the road and flying to New York. So it was a four hour line to check a bag. Oh so I, went, I stood in goodness. that. Then I kind of tried to get some sleep in the airport like floor by my gate. And then this is where it got scary. I got on the plane. I don't ever FaceTime my wife. Like, we just talk on the phone. We don't ever really FaceTime. But I FaceTimed her to go, look, I'm on the plane. Baby, I'm coming home. And, yeah. and she was like, yay. And I was like, dang, do you not want me to come home? It was like a muted <laughs> yay, you know? <laughs> and she she put up to the, she says, funny that you FaceTime me. And I said, why? She said, look, and put a pregnancy test up to the screen. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a one and a half year old <laughs> so I was like there ain't no way I'm going down there with a daggum hurricane to finally make it on a plane for April to go guess what like nothing <laughs> Surprise. Yeah, we ain't doing that. <laughs> Oops, we did it again. <laughs> I mean, here, here's the thing. We I've got 14, 12, and seven years old, and then a one and a half year wow. old. Like wow. we go. We definitely weren't planning. We um I mean we were practicing. We uh <laughs> we just didn't know we were playing the game and you know we won. Yeah. So yeah, you didn't. You won. <laughs> oh man. Awesome. That's fantastic. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, yeah, dude, yeah, man. This is a blast. Yeah, You're the best. This was very, this is going to be a weird word, but this was very refreshing. Oh, thanks, oh 100%. Man. Yeah. 100%. So. It's going to be weird for Courtney to call me after this comes out <laughs> and say, Did you hear the Worship Leader Probs podcast? And me go, That was me. And then her still tell me about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I loved it when you. I told her, hey, the first question is Courtney's stories. And she goes, only if I get to come on and give the rebuttal. Hey, look, you, you want some insight on leading worship? You need to bring that girl on this thing. Also, you just sometime need to ask her about how she um, tells the drummer when he should like do a feel, stop, or come in. Uh, she doesn't use words. She just uses her hands and she makes noises like this. It'd be really cool if you're like, and Bobby's like, uh, all right, I'm going to try to boom, pa pa to boom, pa pa. That's fantastic. Awesome. Oh, well, dude, thank you so much. Yeah, man. Y'all are, I dude, this is awesome. Thank y'all so much for letting me be a part of it. You know, I've said this a few times about people, but like, I just really feel like if I lived close, I would want to go hang out at his church and serve on the worship team. I totally would. So here's here's the deal. I got a text this week from Rhett, and he was sharing with me. You know, he mentioned his, his uh, sister Courtney is a yeah. really gifted vocalist, and so it is. It was audio of Courtney and Rhett and their dad singing "Goodness of God." Really, and it was amazing. Wow! I want to hear Courtney's voice. I'll send it to you. Let's do this. It's really good. Really good.
That's awesome. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening to episode 58 of the Worship Leader Probs podcast. Um, we're, we're pretty excited for how this year is going to end. We got uh, a fan favorite coming back on the podcast next week, hopefully. And then we got uh, an episode of just prayer concerns coming. And then we are starting out the year potentially with a with a home run. Oh, yeah. Maybe even a grand slam. Yeah, it's, it'd be big. It'd be big. So thank you so much for listening, for liking, for sharing, for subscribing, for sending us in those glowing five-star reviews. Uh, and we just love you, the Worship Leader Probs Nation. And until next time, see ya. Deuces. Bye.